What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me here for this Tuesday edition of Fantasy MLB Today. This is a sports ethos presentation, and I am your host, Joe Orico. You can hit me up over on Twitter at JoeOrico99 and also at EthosFantasyBB. Those are the two accounts where we do post out all of our baseball and fantasy baseball content, podcasts, articles, Twitter threads, and the like. Everything is over there, so please do go check them out, specifically EthosFantasyBB. Trying to give that account some love right now. Before we do get the show started, I want to remind you guys once again that we are still hiring here at Sports Ethos. We're looking to bring on writers, podcasters, people to cover specific teams, whether it be baseball, basketball, football, hockey. Please do reach out to either myself or Dan Bespris, the two best account. I mean, reach out to me for baseball, Dan for more of the other stuff. But we're really interested in expanding here. If you guys are interested in writing, if you got a passion, if you're interested in actually investing time and doing something on a regular basis, please do reach out to me. We might have something available for you. We're still trying to flesh out this division here. But we are going to be talking today about some actual fantasy baseball content. Of course, we still have a couple of games left in the season. I think we're down to eight days now. I think it's eight days. Uh, Yeah, we'll be ending next Wednesday. So it will be eight. Yesterday, we had a very short slate that we'll be going over some of the top performers in. We won't spend too much time on it because I think there was, yeah, I think it was four games. There's really not too many players we need to be going over. We're going to spend a lot of today going through the waiver wire, talking about the most hot or the hottest ads and drops. We're going to be looking at the next couple days worth of starting pitchers and just really pointing out a couple that I'm going to be looking at streaming. There's going to be four guys that are piquing my interest more than the other guys. Their roster percentage is varying from 20 to about 70%, so a bit of a wide variety there, whether you're in 10, 12s, or 15 team leagues. There should be some options for you there regardless. And then we are going to give you uh, what I did not do yesterday is my pitching matchup of the evening. Yesterday was kind of a different show. We were going through the top 10 fantasy players of the championship week, talking about the guys who actually got you there and the guys who, well, not so much got you there, but once you got there, really helped you to take home those championships, assuming that your league finished last week, which most leagues did. Uh, we went through those guys, Stephen Kwan at the top of the list, somewhat surprisingly to some people, maybe if you stop paying attention, Stephen Kwan was the big hero of championship week. Please do go listen to that show. Uh, that was from yesterday. We did release it a little bit later in the day, which is the same thing with today. Uh, my apologies there. It's been a bit of a hectic week. We're going to try and get those uh, shows up a little bit earlier. These next couple days, we're coming in around 4 p.m. Uh, Eastern here. Just a crazy schedule these last couple days. But please do go check back on yesterday's show if you did miss it. My apologies once again. Uh, it was a little bit later in the day. But we are going to start off here by going through a couple of yesterday's top performers. Like I said, we're not going to spend too much time on this, although I do want to briefly mention some of these guys who really flourished yesterday. The number one performance, if you guys were paying attention to the games, Bryce Elder pretty clearly was our number one guy. He threw a complete game shutout, albeit against the Nationals, but on the road, still impressive for the rookie. Nine innings, obviously, six strikeouts, one walk, and he allowed six hits. It was on 106 pitches, and he has been pretty damn solid now over these last few times he's been on the bump. Over the last month, he has thrown 20 innings. The ERA is at .44, the whip .82. And for the season, granted, not a massive sample size, 49 innings, but a .276 ERA. He had 42 strikeouts. Just a remarkable season for Braves rookies here between Harris and Strider and Grissom and Elder to a lesser extent than the other guys, but still a really fantastic season. And it's interesting. Now, you guys, if you're still listening, I'm hoping it's because you enjoy the program, but I'm thinking it's probably because you guys are in your last week of your championship. Your league went to the end of the season, and you need to hear about a couple of guys that people are still interested in picking up. I think that's probably where most of you are still coming from here. 
So Bryce Elder, even though you know we're we're really getting down to it, he's got one more start left, assuming that there's no changes that the Braves make or do anything crazy. Then he will start Monday against the Marlins in Miami. Now he's taken care of them a couple times recently: six innings, two hits, no runs. That was in early September, and then middle of August, seven innings, one run, and ten strikeouts. So he should be a pretty decent option there. It's essentially a two-start week for you because the championships, if you're in your championship week, it just extends up until Wednesday of next week. So he should make a pretty decent add. Oh, I mean, if you already added him, then that's fantastic. You got this first start. But even for that second one, he should still be a pretty decent option. But let's move on. Let's talk about Anthony Santander. For the second time in three days, he hit two home runs. He was two for six yesterday, uh, three RBIs. He's been really good flying under the radar a little bit this season. Uh, not, you know, the sexiest guy to roster, a two forty seven batting average with 31 homers, 85 RBIs, 73 runs. Uh, he, he's been a very solid contributor, and I think that next year we'll see him do something probably fairly similar, and that Orioles lineup will just continue to get better and better. And there's a couple of more Orioles we're going to talk about here who will be there next season still and should still be contributing and adding to that. So Anthony Santander, uh, he's, he's been a really great value this season. He's really providing league winner kind of stuff here for you guys in head-to-head. So really not too much needs to be said, but just really great stuff from him down the stretch. Cedric Mullins as well. He's been on, I think it's it's a seven-game hit. No, it's a six-game hit streak. But yesterday he tripled, he homered, he scored twice, three RBIs. Obviously points league, that's fantastic with a triple and a homer, 27.7 points for the season. I mean, I know there was some some talk, a lot of talk really in preseason about what to expect from Cedric Mullins. For the year, 262 batting average, that's gone down a little bit. Home runs are cut in half from what he did last year, essentially. He has 16 compared to 30 from last year. And the stolen bases are about the same, 31 compared to 30. It's been, I guess, overall kind of a disappointing season, but you, I, I think we'll take what the production that we've gotten here from Mullins. It's, it's pretty damn solid still. Uh, he's still giving you great value. And like same thing with Santander and same thing with the next guy we're going to talk about, Gunnar Henderson. Uh, I'm going to be really excited to draft Orioles next season, like a good good chunk of them for the first time like in a, in a long time playing fantasy. It should be a lot of fun. Gunnar Henderson, the last Oriole here, he was one for two. He walked three times, but he hit a home run. That one was a home run. Now, Gunnar Henderson, in his time in the bigs, he's batting 281. He's 25 for 89. He has six doubles, a triple, four homers. He's scored 10 runs, he's driven in 17, and he's walked 10 times. Also stealing one base. It's been really, really solid production out of Gunnar Henderson. He should have second, third, and short eligibility next season. And he should be really interesting to draft. Like I'm, I'm going to be pretty in on him depending on where his price is. When we had Rob Pietro on a couple weeks ago, we were projecting roughly uh, where these guys would be picked, where we thought they would be picked. And with um, Gunnar Henderson... My estimate that I had at the time was roughly pick 100. I think he'll probably go higher than that at this point. It's been a couple weeks since we've done that show. I would expect him to probably be around maybe 80, 70, in in that kind of range. I think it should be really interesting. But Orioles, like I said, Orioles will be a lot of fun to be drafting next season. Let's talk about Kevin Gosman here for a second because I think that he doesn't get nearly as much love as he should. Yesterday was six and a third, six hits, two earned runs, one walk, and seven strikeouts. For the season, 330 ERA, a 12-10 record in 171 innings. He has 201 strikeouts. I, I just think that Kevin Gosman, he's not even that I think. You can look at the stats, and it, and it kind of backs it up that he's been one of the more unlucky pitchers in all of baseball despite, you know, even, even with the bad luck, a 330 ERA, he should still get some Cy Young votes, but he's he's been really a babbit to death. 362, it's the worst among qualified starters. 
Uh, if you look at his fielding independent pitching metrics, it's 242 for the FIP, 278 for the XFIP. XERA is at 338. He it's, he's really should be probably in the sub-3 range. He's been just as good, if not better, than he was last season, I think. It's pretty damn close there, I think. I mean, last year was 14-6 and six record. You'd look at that, and you probably would say, yeah, that was a better season. But re- in reality, uh, he, he's been really dominant watching him pretty much every single start this season in Toronto. Kevin Gosman is a guy that I will be fairly heavily in on for next season. Uh, he's a guy I'm probably thinking will be in the 40s, 50s kind of range for drafts. Uh, that's where I would generally expect him to go. I don't think that his ranking right now would really reflect that. I just want to see exactly where. I think he might even be outside the top 100 right now. 132. There's no way he's going that low in drafts. If he does go that low, if people are fading him because of that kind of ranking next season, then you're going to have an absolute gift. I would be very surprised if you do end up getting him that low. But I will be in on him. I will be absolutely in on Gosman for the foreseeable future, really. I don't see any reason to doubt him for the next couple seasons with that lineup behind him. Obviously, the unfortunate luck this season, only a 12-10 and 10 record, but he should be a pretty pretty damn safe draft pick. Let's talk quickly about Isaiah Kainer-Falefa. I don't think we need to spend too much time on him, but I do think that he gets overlooked a little bit because the New York media takes a shit on him. He hasn't been great defensively this season and yada, 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 but we're going to be looking at a second consecutive year for Kainer-Falefa inside of the top 200 of value. Last season, obviously, him having catcher eligibility was fantastic. But he's given you essentially the same season. Now, only only being eligible at short, it, it kind of sucks. But the 181st ranked player should be rostered in pretty much, you know, maybe not every single league. But if you're just talking standard 12 teams, the 181st ranked player would be a 15th round pick. It, it's not, you know, it's not going to blow you away. But it's two consecutive years of 20 stolen bases. Those don't grow on trees. Two consecutive years of batting in that 265, 270 range. He's not going to give you really any home runs. It was only four this season. He did hit one yesterday, um, but four this season, eight uh, yet last season, not not great. But just a decent little baseline value player that I can almost guarantee you next year, people are not going to be drafting him at all. If you're getting late into your draft and you need steals, Isaiah Connor falefa I would definitely remember him. Now, will he stay with the Yankees? Will there be a move? I don't know. He's the most popular player with the fan base. I don't know exactly what's going to happen, but wherever he is, he, he should be fairly fairly fantasy-proof. I mean, the stolen bases can fluctuate a little bit here and there, but a couple straight years of 20 leads you to believe that he can give you 20 again. Uh, I actually can't remember how old he is, but he, he's a pretty young dude. Uh, let's see. He is he's 27 years old. There's no need to worry about any kind of, you know, not going to steal as many bases next year. I think we should be pretty locked into that kind of 20-ish maybe in the 15 to 25 kind of range, we'll say, for stolen bases. And he's done it this season in a lot less at-bats than he did last year. Another thing worth mentioning, last season, 20 steals in 635 at-bats. This season, 20 steals in 464 at-bats. The runs have stayed close to the same. RBI is close to the same. And like we said, average close to the same. So you give him a whole season next year, like he had last year, maybe you get the home runs up a little bit more. I think that he might be a decent play as your, maybe not your last pick, but pretty close to your last draft pick uh, next season. If he's even going to be drafted in a lot of leagues, you might be able to just maybe even in the first couple of weeks of the year, pick him up off the waiver wires to replace an injured guy or whatever it is. But I, I would I would be remembering him. He's overlooked uh, way too much. Right now, his roster percentage on Yahoo, 26. And he's a guy who, granted, a little bit up and down, but he's if you just held him the whole year, if you, if you drafted him and held him the whole year, he would have provided pretty decent value. And over the last month, 
three homers, five steals, 278. Totally, totally, totally fair value for Isaiah Kiner-Falefa. But I do want to talk about today more so uh, some waiver wire picks. We'll move on from yesterday's players, and we're going to talk about guys that are being picked up and dropped today before I'll move on and talk about some streams for the next couple of days. So among our most popular ads for today, the top uh, five of them are all pitchers. Now, there's a couple of them that are probably okay options, a couple that are more risky. Only one of them I actually highlight in my, well, I'll highlight them later again. I'll mention them, but we'll talk about them here going to be Mitch Keller. Mitch Keller is going to be the guy where if you're looking for a stream today, he's he's probably your dude. He's only 19% rostered in Yahoo leagues. It's ridiculously low over the last month. 31 innings pitched, a 2.03 ERA. I don't think he's the greatest pitcher in the world, but he's made strides certainly recently. Really in the second half, he's got that ERA for the season at 3.99. He's improved quite a bit. He's pretty much a free pickup at this point, and you know, he's got a good matchup here against Cincinnati at home in Pittsburgh where they can play to the to the eight fans who will show up. I don't know if you guys saw those pictures yesterday. Brutal stuff. Uh, no, no one's going to Pirates games. Uh, it's hard to hard to blame them, really. Uh, I wonder if I want to see just real quickly here uh, if there's an, if they listed the attendance. Uh, it was it was a really really bad one. I don't know if we got the uh, actual attendance here from yesterday. Uh, I, I can't see it. Um, maybe I'll, if I find it, I'll put it out on Twitter at some point, but there were some pictures out on Twitter and there was like nobody, literally nobody there where like, if I'm being completely serious, there might've been like a thousand fans in the stadium. Maybe it, it was, even that might be pushing. Like, I don't know. It, it was really bad, really bad stuff. But anyway, Mitch Keller, he should be a, a fairly safe option tonight. Uh, the most added player, Mitch Keller is not the most added of these guys. He's the fourth most added. Number one is Hunter Green, and I think that he makes for a pretty safe option himself. He's not someone that I highlighted because he is pretty volatile. This, I mean, he's been good. Don't get me wrong. He's been good recently. I just, uh, he's, he's really been prone to blowups this season. He can give up a lot of long balls. Granted, it is Pittsburgh. It's not a lineup that really scares you too much. And I'd still be fine with him. Uh, if I had to pick between him and Mitch Keller, I'd probably go with Keller. He's a bit safer, I think. He's still giving you those strikeout numbers, which is what, you, what you'd be adding Hunter Green for, really, is strikeouts. You're not probably going to get a win. Maybe, who knows? He's only had four wins in 113 innings this season. It's not good. He's been, he's been better, for sure. Uh, recently, his last three starts, five innings against Milwaukee, eight strikeouts. Six innings against St. Louis, 11 strikeouts. Six innings against Miami, eight strikeouts. Uh, two of those performances were shutouts against Milwaukee. He allowed, uh, what was it, two runs. Yeah, two runs and two hits. He's been very good. I just think there's a little bit more volatility with him. Granted, he seems to have settled down. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. I'd probably lean towards Keller in that particular matchup. Another couple of guys being added here, Joey Wentz. He's had a couple of good starts recently and one that was not so great mixed in there with Houston. The good ones came against Baltimore and against Kansas City. You got to be a little bit skeptical there, but this one tonight, of course, does come against those same Royals. I think he's okay. I think he's an all right option. He's not going to give you a hell of a lot of strikeouts. It's a flip of the coin whether he's going to get you a win or not here. I think, I mean, he can go deep enough. We saw him go six and two thirds last time he played them. That would be nice. I think that he's an okay option. I wouldn't be bending over backwards trying to add him. I, I think he's I think he's fine. There's not really too much I think that really needs to be said about him. Kyle Bradish is the next guy who is being added up here. Now he's coming off of a ridiculous start against Houston. Eight and two thirds, ten strikeouts, just absurd. And there's been some good ones mixed in with some bad ones this season. 
He's got a 465 ERA. Now, over the last month, a big portion of that, granted, is because of that Houston start, but he has a 2.08 ERA over the last 30 innings. I think he's an all right option here. I don't think that he is... I think he's better better than Wentz, for sure, but I think that we might get trapped because of that Houston game, and maybe you already did get trapped into adding him. There's been 4,200 ads today of Kyle Bradish. Uh, he's gone up to 20% over the last week from 13. Uh, he's another guy where it's it's a risky one, man. At Fenway, there is, we can see a lot of runs get put up by those Red Sox at Fenway. For me, it's probably a little bit too risky. Next guy we'll talk about here is Kyle Muller. Now, he is... I think a pretty all right option. It's going to be a spot start for him. Last time he did pitch this season was in August. I, I like Kyle Muller. I thought that there was a chance earlier in the season that he would have um, a bit more of an extended role down the stretch. Now with Spencer Strider gone, uh, it, it's going to be him coming in here. Bryce Elder as well, who's kind of come of, I mean, come of age is maybe not the right word, but these guys who have kind of you know helped replenish the rotation over there in Atlanta recently. Um, I, I like him. I like him all right against Washington. Uh, he's probably of these five guys I mentioned, my least favorite option here. We haven't seen a hell of a lot of what he's done this season and over his seven and two thirds. I mean, it's not a lot, but it, it, it's, it, you can't even really judge him on it, but a 10, five, seven ERA, it, it's not, it's not splendid last season in his 36 innings. It was a four, one, seven ERA. He can give you some all right strikeout numbers and the opponent is good enough. Washington, obviously it should be a decent stream. I think, but of these five guys, he is the one that would uh, worry me more so than the other ones here. Now, these guys are the top five of the Yahoo ads list. If I were to order them, I would say Keller 1, Green 2, Bradish 3, Wentz 4, and Muller 5. Although Wentz and Muller, I think, are pretty, pretty close. Muller probably has more strikeout um, potential. It's it's a pretty close one, but we'll we'll move on there. I do want to skip over the hitters, and we'll talk about a couple more pitchers who may or may not be available. It's going to be a little bit iffy. Carlos Carrasco, he's at seventy three percent rostered, but there's a chance you know that most teams are out of the running at this point. You're down to two teams in the league. There's a chance that he's going to be on your waiver wire. And like I said, not likely, not likely at all, especially if you're in a competitive league. But take a look, make sure that he's not against Miami tonight. Another guy who, he's one of the five people that I'm highlighting here, um, not right here, but on the show, in terms of streams for today and tomorrow and Thursday, Patrick Sandoval. Now, he's up to 69% rostered. I doubt you'll be able to find him. He's in the same boat as Carrasco. But 69, you know, there is some room. There will be some leagues there where you could probably find him. If you're in a 10-team league, if you're in the finals, you might just find Patrick Sandoval. He gets Oakland tonight. That would be, for me, if you can find him, probably the most ideal pickup of the day. Bailey Ober is also going tonight. He's an iffy option. I mean, he's he's fine. He's really nothing special. He's getting yeah. He gets the White Sox. Excuse me. He should be able to give you maybe five innings with three or four strikeouts, a couple like nothing, nothing crazy. I, I would probably go for someone with a little more upside or someone who is just a, a little bit safer. Even Bailey Ober is just. A little bit boring for me in terms of a stream tonight. I don't think that he's going to give you anything crazy kind of production that would really be worthy of an ad. Corey Kluber also being added up against Cleveland tonight. He's done all right recently. His last start was good. There was a couple of bad ones uh, mixed in there, but then there was some good ones. It's been a bit of a roller coaster season for Kluber uh, for the year, a 430 ERA, 130 strikeouts, and 155 innings, 10 victories. He's done, he's done pretty well for himself against Cleveland. I think that it's an okay option, nothing crazy. He's coming off a good start against Houston. 
53% rostered. It's kind of a coin flip if you'll be able to find him or not. I think that he's okay, but I wouldn't prioritize him. I don't think that he's someone that you really need to, to really worry about. He can get blown up. He doesn't give you crazy strikeouts. I think he's fine, but I don't think that he's anything really too special for tonight. In terms of the added uh, hitters today, Oswaldo Cabrera, he is the number one add. We've seen him go up, uh, let's see, up 13% from last week. He was at 16. Now he is up to 29. And it's mostly, you know, on the account of these last few days. September 21st, a few days ago against Pittsburgh, he had the home run, five RBIs. Uh, home run a couple days later against Boston. And now each of these last two games, he has stolen a base. Now eligibility, shortstop, and the outfield is beautiful. We just need a few more days here of hot play. He should be getting some playing time, batting fifth, sixth-ish in the Yankee lineup. He did bat fourth the other day, which was nice, uh, but he was back to sixth yesterday. Uh, you're just looking for some hot streaks right now. Cabrera's on one. He's going to be a good. He's going to be a good ball player. I would go and add him up uh, while you can right now. Uh, that's he's the main batter being added up today. There are some other ones being sprinkled in there. Vinny Pasquantino has been added up. He's been pretty good recently. He's nine for his last twenty, sixteen for his last forty-three. I think that he makes a decent ad as well. Pretty much everybody who has been hot these last couple days, for the most part, as long as they don't have any brutal matchups, I think they're fairly safe to add. You're just looking for hot players right now. And these guys are pretty hot. Joey Manessis, I doubt that you can still find Joey Manessis in most leagues. He's 63% rostered. But take a look if you can. He is performing every single day. It seems like he's getting base hits. He's driving in runs. He's hitting homers. And he even stole a base for you last week. So I don't expect too many of those. But he is someone who you should take a look and just – just make sure he's not there because maybe maybe he's zoned out. Maybe who knows? There's only two teams left in any given league right now. Uh, the waiver wire, there's going to be a lot more players up for grabs than there would be most of the time. Let's go and talk about some of the drops we are seeing today. The number one drop, kind of surprisingly for me, is Bryce Elder. If you really need the spot, sure. Maybe there's some leagues where uh, it just ends on Sunday and they don't expand to Wednesday. It's possible. I don't have any leagues that are set like that, but I, I guess it is possible. Uh, and then in that case, I guess it'd be okay. But like we said earlier, he gets the Marlins. I wouldn't be rushing to drop him. Uh, that will be next Monday. I think he's still going to be a, a decent option. Uh, Ronzi Contreras, he is the next guy being dropped. Uh, he's he's fine. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't go crazy here to try and hold on to him. His next start comes against St. Louis. Now he's done a good job this season, but that's a little bit of a. I'm a little bit too worried to use him there on what would be. You know, when he, either your championship, if your league ends on Sunday, or, you know, one of the last three or four days of the season. I think a little bit risky. I understand the drop there. Jordan Lyles, he is the next guy who has been dropped. Now, he is going to be his next time out going against the Yankees in New York. That's pretty much all we need to say on the subject. He's been okay this season. He's, he's you know, he's logged a lot of innings, 172 innings, a 4.55 ERA. He's been fine for the Orioles. There's been some good starts. There's been some some pretty poor ones as well. But you're totally fine to drop him there uh, ahead of that Yankees start. I, even though the Yankees, I mean, their offense is essentially Aaron Judge. But there's, you know, we talked about Cabrera. There are some other guys who can really heat up there. I shouldn't say it's just Judge. It's primarily Judge. But uh, they're, not, they're not quite as scary as they might be made out to be. But Jordan Lyles is still uh, a little bit too risky for me there. The next drop, Chase Anderson. Yeah, I think that that's totally fine. Nothing crazy in his last start. Or it was yesterday, excuse me. It was four innings, five strikeouts, and he allowed one run. Now, on Sunday, he will face the Cubs. If you want to hold on for that start against the Cubs, I think that would be totally fine. I don't, I, I don't, I haven't really looked at the weekend starters yet. We're going to do that on Thursday or Friday, probably. But I think that that'll probably, he'll be probably one of the more popular ads for that day.
if you have him, I would likely just hold on for now and see if you end up needing that start. A couple other guys who've been dropped, Edward Cabrera, Luis Severino, Lance McCullers. Uh, these guys pretty much all make sense. There's actually 460 teams that have dropped Hunter Green today. A little bit curious. I guess those people really didn't need the production or something. I don't know. That is a little bit strange. But I do want to talk about a couple of the guys who will be pitching over the next couple of days. We've already talked about Keller and Sandoval. Those are my main targets for tonight. But there are a couple of other guys that I want to talk about. Matt Manning tomorrow against the Royals. I think that he'll be a pretty solid option. Matt Manning, he's nothing really that exceptional. He's been okay. We've seen some really good starts. We've seen some poor starts like everybody. But, I mean, he, he can be a little volatile, which is why I worry a little bit here. But the Royals... Not the greatest team. Really, truly, we know this. His last start against them, he did get the victory. Four strikeouts over six in the third. I mean, four strikeouts, nothing crazy, but we've seen him also put up eight, seven, six. That number is pretty much uh, a roulette table, what he's going to get for strikeouts. But you have an okay chance at a victory there. Decent ratios, I think. Matt Manning would be my guy for tomorrow. It's not my favorite day to stream. It really isn't if you're looking at the guys who are available Today, I would probably add a couple of those guys that we mentioned earlier as opposed to waiting for tomorrow. Just looking at tomorrow's matchups, and even Thursday, really, uh, we're looking at a couple of thin days back-to-back in terms of really widely available, decent streaming options. Maybe you want to go with Hayden Wisniewski, but I think it's a little bit risky against Philadelphia. Maybe Johnny Cueto if he's available tomorrow, but not really recommended plays there, a little bit too risky. In terms of Thursday, the only guy who really piques my interest would be John Gray. Since he's come back off the IL, he's been pretty decent. His last start, only one strikeout, and we were seeing the strikeout numbers earlier in the year go up and up. Since he's come back, they haven't really been there, but it's a decent enough matchup against Seattle. The main reason we're going for him here is because of a lack of options. We don't really have that many great viable candidates here to stream at all these next couple days. If you want to say maybe Cole Irvin against the Angels, but he's a volatile one as well. He's had a horrible month after, you know, going on a really good stretch. Maybe he has a great start. Maybe he gets shit on, you know. Uh, so I'm not really going to be so keen on recommending any of these guys. I mean, John Gray would be the dude, but even that one comes with a lot of risk, and the strikeouts haven't really been there recently. So it, it's a kind of a thin couple of days for streamers, which is why I would hold on, specifically if your league keeps going into next week, why I would hold on to guys like Bryce Elder. I think that that makes not much sense to be dropping him. Chase Anderson, I I would hold on to these guys simply because there's a lack of viable options out there to replace them. Now, you might say, Joe, there's only two teams left in any given league right now, which is very true, and there's going to be less competition for these players, but that doesn't matter if there's no viable options. If there's one viable streamer on a given night, it doesn't matter if you're competing with one person or 11 people. There's, there's going to be interest in that one dude. So uh, I, would be, I would be very careful about discarding players who have good matchups over this next week, uh, week and a day, I guess, that we have left in the regular season. Last thing I want to do before I send you guys off on your way today is talk about my favorite matchup of the night, which is something I neglected to do yesterday because we mixed up our format a little bit. But I do love doing this. I do love pinpointing uh, one matchup. Typically, when we've, we've pinpointed one this season, not every time, obviously, but a lot of the time it's gone pretty well for us in terms of, you know, that's actually been the best game of the night. Tonight, I'm going with Tyler Anderson and Blake Snell. This one will be out in San Diego. Blake Snell, he's coming off of a couple of really good starts, which was preceded by a bad one, and then... Before that, it was the same cycle. Two really good starts and then a bad one. So he's just had two really good starts. I'm interested to see what he does here against the Dodgers. Obviously, the pattern 
would indicate that he is due for a stinker here, but that's, you know, you can't go off of that kind of thing. I do believe in that kind of weird shit sometimes every now and again, but can't really buy into it so much. Blake Snell has been really terrific here down the stretch for second, the second or third straight year now. I think it's the second. I think the three years ago it was a Cy Young season, but last year he was not great, and then down the stretch he really picked it up. I love what Blake Snell does. The Dodgers are just always going to be a tough matchup, and that's just the way it is. That was the team who blew him up last time, which kind of leads me a little bit of worry here, but I think that it should still be a good outing from Blake Snell. On the other side, Tyler Anderson, who has been, I don't even know the right word, really, for Tyler Anderson. He's been brilliant. He has a 2.52 ERA. He's 15-4 and four and 167 innings pitched. He has 125 Ks, which, I mean, you're not rostering him for Ks. He's giving you great ratios. The whip also at 1.01. And he gets the Padres. The Padres, yeah, they've been okay. I mean, the last time he faced them, it was seven shutout innings. He only struck out three, but he only allowed two hits. Uh, it was a great start for him. This is the one that I'm going to be most interested here tonight. Uh, there's nothing else really so exciting going on, I don't think. I mean, a lot of people will be watching Aaron Judge to see if he can hit some home runs off of Jose Barrios. Probably pretty damn likely. So, guys, I'm going to leave you at that. I will be uh, at the Rogers Center tomorrow, actually, hoping to see some Aaron Judge uh, home runs. Well, not hoping, I guess, but hoping it comes to me, I guess, if, I, if I'm there while it happens and maybe uh, cash in on a cool couple million dollars. But I will leave you there. If you guys are still in your leagues, I'm assuming most of you are, best of luck for these last couple of days of the season. It is a full week, I suppose. We're looking at one week left. Best of luck. Hope you guys pick the right streamers. Be very careful in terms of matchups, in terms of everything else. Take a look at lineups. There are going to be players who start to sit these last week or so of the season. You'll see some stars, especially on teams that have already clinched a postseason spot, who will be sitting. Maybe the Dodgers will sit Mookie or Trey Turner or whoever for a couple of games, Freddie Freeman, who knows. And if you do see guys, I mean, lineups announced earlier in the day kind of thing, you can stream a bat or a pitcher in against those teams with a depleted lineup. That kind of thing might be kind of beneficial. So the best advice I can give you right now is just to pay attention, just to absolutely stay locked in for this last week. If you're kind of feeling the drain of the long season, I, I definitely feel you. It's been a long season, especially the first year for me doing these shows. It's been long, but there's only one week left. You've been doing this since probably March, if not sooner, because that's probably when you drafted. If not, maybe even at the end of last year. It might have been 2021 when you picked this team. Uh, please do just remain diligent for these last week or so that we have left. Please do continue to follow over on Twitter at JoeOrico99, but specifically at EthosFantasyBB. Still trying to grow that account. We are still bringing on more talent here at Sports Ethos. If you think that could be you, please do shoot me a DM at either of those addresses, preferably uh, if you're sending one of those messages at JoeOrico99. we got writer positions open and podcasts, team coverage, all kinds of stuff. Please do reach out if you are interested. Best of luck, rest of way, guys. We'll see you again tomorrow. Cheers. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.